0: Yo, what up, guys? It's time to talk about my bookie. You know, they're our favorite sponsor here on the show. Been riding with us for months and months now. Uh, it's a great site, and I just want to say, just because the Super Bowl is over, uh, football is behind us, that doesn't mean uh, the fun's gonna end on my bookie. In fact, it's just getting started. We're talking about NBA, NCAA basketball, NHL. We got golf in there. We got MLB coming up. Tons of different stuff you can bet on on my bookie. Uh, and now it's the time to, to get started with our promo code, Shark 25. Let me tell you, if you sign up with our code, you're gonna get a 50% deposit match on deposits of $100 or more. you're gonna get $25 bonus cash. ton of great deals for you. and most importantly, you're gonna be helping us out here on the show. Um, you know, I wouldn't be telling you about my bookie if it wasn't a site that I personally use and I do. I love my bookie. Uh, it's super easy. Uh, they got great odds on everything on there. Uh, go check out the line for an old miss game you know whatever one's coming up um, you know Kermit covering a lot of lines earlier in the season been a little bit rougher uh, last couple of weeks as we're gonna talk about on the show tonight but hey just remember uh, who you bet on just as important is where you're betting and that's why my bookie is the place for you um, so like I said join now use our code shark 25 get all those great deals uh, and it's that simple guys at my bookie you play you win you get paid. All right, Now I want to talk to you about Tix Blitz, our uh, our newest friend here on the show. Um, they're the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. And let me tell you, that is so annoying with other big services. I, I might have mentioned it before, but we went to see Old Miss here at the Coliseum in Jackson. I think it was Ticketmaster selling the tickets. They were advertising them for like $6 or $8 or something. I was like, wow, what a great deal. Go through, you know, get to payment, check out. And of course, after all, the added service fee is actually, what, like $22, $25. So, yeah, that makes more sense, but it's just deceptive advertising. I hate that unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event concert or broadway show of your choosing so go to tick enter promo code armchair at checkout to receive five percent off your total ticket purchase that's t-i-x-b-l-i-t-z.com promo code armchair tick guaranteed seats guaranteed emotions okay let's get on to the show music Welcome to Land Sharks. After Dark, your weekly dispatch from this tape reality that is Old Miss athletics. I'm your host Justin Sanders. Got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, it seems like there's just a ton of uh, sports going on. A lot of, of old Miss sports topics on the agenda. So, of course, got my co-host John Stefancik with me. It is Valentine's Day, uh, Thursday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, buddy. How you doing?
1: So I get home last night, and there's a box sitting on my in front of my door anthrax a, uh, yeah maybe anyway it's a uh, it's from Untuck it. i'm going i didn't order this shirt
0: okay so I, I, the way well, i understand it this is a shirt designed to be worn untucked correct
1: yeah you've seen the commercials i've seen the commercials yeah. so there's this so it's there i'm like i didn't order this so i look at my look at my credit cards look at one of my bank accounts it's all, nothing, you know, I'm thinking, you know, is this fraud or whatever? Because I look at the invoice, and it's <laughs> J.R. Sponchick, and there's like three people in the world that would address it that way.
0: You're thinking, and did someone number, steal your identity and mail you an untuck it shirt?
1: Exactly, because it was five, the number was five five five. five, five, mm. five, 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 five. Interesting. I'm Interesting. And this was about 10 o'clock last night, so meetings all day, and, work dinner i'm going son of a bitch so so i was thinking so they really checked out the, but then it got to my um i have an mit federal credit union account that i keep just for a little bit of cash because they re, they reimburse up to eight atm transactions for free so
0: mm-hmm. i keep
1: it strictly just to go use any atm i want okay and the app would not let me get into my account It was basically saying, like, we can't find this account right now. I'm going, son of a bitch. Somebody got my bank account. So I'm like, well, this is great. I'll get to go screw with this in the morning. So wake up in the morning, log into the app, check it again. The account's there and the money is there. I'm going, what the hell? So everything looks fine. Everything, uh, and I'm going, you know, I'm sitting there going, well, who the hell, you know? I'm like, I, I want to call it and ask them, like, who bought this damn shirt because it's I don't a, understand Yeah, this and that. So I, I look it up and they, they their invoice is like, uh, like email us or you know, troubleshoot here. So I Google, like, okay, their customer service service opens at 9 a.m. Eastern. So okay. So I make a note and I had basically a note in my phone, had a couple of meetings, and around lunchtime I was gonna call and figure out what the hell was going on. And then I get a text from my mom at nine thirty this morning, hey, I sent you a shirt by the way. I didn't realize it got delivered. You know, did you get it? And my response was, Well, I thought it was bank account fraud. And she's and she also had something like, Well, that was Valentine or you know, that was like <laughs> sometimes Day gift for you, and I was sitting there going, it never dawned on me at all that that uh, that was even possible.
0: So I just I don't know. So, I understand the mystery of the shirt. I don't know why you assume it's identity theft, and they would send you a shirt. Like you they accidentally send it to your address with your credit card?
1: Um, hell it, it's, it was probably nearly ten years ago, but we had a um, we had a package show up in Pace. There was some random ass hell. It might have been like a phone or something that we didn't order, and then we backtrace, and basically it was identity theft. It was so like it reminds-
0: they clicked like shipping address is the same as billing address or something.
1: Yeah, or like uh-huh. the person's cell was like yeah, or, yeah, exactly, something like that. Yeah. So that that's what I associated it with was that memory. So. Okay.
0: Anyway. Well, there you go. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. That's a very nice gift from your mom. A couple questions. Have you tried it on? Is it... Does it...
1: No, it's in the wrapper because I thought it was a fraud shirt. Okay. Well, I, I want you... Got...
0: Before, before we talk again, I want you to try on the Untuck It shirt. Let us know is it really, you know, all as as good as the commercials make it seem. I'm interested. So,
1: I guess what I missed is actually got me one for Christmas and it is a good shirt.
0: Okay. So. You do. You already have one. Okay. And
1: you like it. It's all good right, to wear one. on It. This is... But I was like, what in the hell? Okay. I was like, what? cause it never dawned on me that she would buy me anything. Cause I was like, we, we just all, cause the family policy is basically just kind of go buy whatever the hell you want when you want it. So sure. Well, that's a good policy.
0: All right. So that reminds me of a couple stories. Uh, yeah. I think first of all, on the identity theft, theft, uh, front, uh, one time a couple of years ago after we had, I had just been moving and we had cleaned out my mom's house and, uh, I don't know. I was at target. I want to, I remember it. Cause you, you remember sometimes where you were when things were happening for whatever reason, like call it the five senses or whatever. So I'm in the parking lot of target. I'm looking at my bank account and I see like a $70 charge and the bank account line says extra spa. I'm thinking what the hell I've never been to us. I didn't go to a spa. Like I'm thinking that someone, someone took my credit card and they went to, they got a massage or a facial or something. I'm, I'm getting annoyed. I call my bank, and I'm like, I'm kind of, you know, I think I'm rightfully, you know, it says extra spa here on my bank account. I've never been to a spa. It's like, okay, let me look into this. Uh, she types away a few seconds later. She's like, uh, do you, uh, Mr. Sanders, do you have a uh, do you have a storage unit in Gluckstadt at extra space storage? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, yeah actually, I just got one. Yeah, that's what it is. It just it didn't cut off. The the memo line cut off an extra spa before it got to extra space, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a dumbass. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I, my identity wasn't stolen. You're correct. Uh, so that was funny. And then another time, uh, similar to a shipping snafu, you said that there's only three people that would address it, Jr. Or yes, yeah, Stefan's. That's what you said. Uh,
1: well, well, the other thing with and this is a comment to untuck it make a damn section of your invoice where you can leave a note. Cause there was nowhere to leave a note. And I'm like, well, son of a bitch. I think that you? would be
0: standard practice. I right, so my first job out of college. It was probably like 20 kids in my age, like early twenties. You know, we would get pretty bored. So anything, anything that would happen in the office, even like mildly scandalous, we would get pretty juiced up about it. Right. So one day, uh, the, these really nice steaks arrive. For another guy our age, I think he's out of the office when this is going on because we're all trying to figure it out. So someone sent him these steaks. We have her name, and we're like, "Oh, it's just like a romantic gesture." I don't, I don't, it might have been Valentine's. It was for some reason we thought there was something on there. We looked the person up, and it's like a woman in her fifties, and this guy is like is like mid twenties, early twenties, and so we're like, so we're scandalized, right? Like, why why are they sending him? These, you know, $150 worth of Omaha steaks. This is crazy. We got to get to the bottom of this. We're like, and so a little background, this is a social media company. So we're all like tracking down all this different stuff online. And I think, I, I think we contacted multi even the state company and also the woman herself. And like, we're thinking, oh, this is crazy. Like he's having a relationship with like an older woman in a different state or something. Like what's going on? And I'm not going to say his name, but he has a very unusual name, both an unusual first name and middle name. Uh, And somehow it turned out within the course of an hour, we found out in our same building at the office park, there was another man with that same very unusual first and middle name. that was much more age appropriate for this woman that it was supposed to be delivered to. Like, what are the odds of that? Like it was just downstairs instead of upstairs. In a different office, and so we got the stakes to the rightful owner. Uh, Our coworker was absolved of uh, any any scandal with some woman from Texas or whatever. But it was it was an exciting hour. We thought we had found something crazy out uh, going on with the with the 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 mystery stakes. If anybody's listening from old office, I hope you uh, you enjoy that little trip down memory lane. That was a that was a fun afternoon. Uh, so yeah, a lot of it's, it's, it's there's a lot. Of, I guess you're right. I'm not, I, I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't question you for for jumping to conclusions. You never know what's going on when you get a weird package like that. Who
1: knows?
0: Crazy yeah. shit. Crazy shit. Um, speaking of crazy shit, uh, we'll let's see. Last time we talked, I kind of laid out for you what Ole Miss had to do to stay in the conversation for the NCAA tournament. Right? You got to beat the bad teams in your schedule. You can't take a bad loss. Uh, they did that. They beat Texas A&M. It was a close game, but they got the win at home. Went on the road, trounced Georgia. Georgia just looks terrible uh, under under first year coach Tom Crean. Uh, and then huge game last night in Auburn Arena. Auburn's like 20th in the net ratings, you know, which is like the RPI now for anybody that's not aware. Uh, obviously, in those automatic metrics, you know, road wins are worth more than home wins. Um, a big opportunity, but in our, in our calculations, we were kind of expecting, okay, we thought Ole Miss is going to lose at Auburn. They're going to lose to Kentucky at home, Tennessee at home, and they need to win the other ones. Uh, maybe they could lose one against these inferior teams. Uh, we never really thought of, uh, this as a possibility, but Ole Miss goes into Auburn last night. Uh, Blake Kenson is out with the flu. Terrence Davis in serious foul trouble. Pretty much the entire game ends up contributing uh, something like eight, eight points, something like that. Only playing uh, a couple minutes before the the last eight or so minutes where he played with four fouls. Um, but Kermit Davis does a hell of a coaching job, slows the pace way down. They, they severely limit Auburn's uh, ability to shoot three pointers, which are kind of their bread and butter. Um, not only did they shoot far fewer than usual, their percentage was, was a lot lower than it would. They they made some big shots. Devonte Schuler. Some crazy threes at the end of shot clocks. Uh, Brian Tyree uh, played a good game, put together 20 points. Uh, and just honestly, and, and got big minutes out of guys we haven't seen all year. Zach Naylor, um, uh, Louis Rodriguez, those two guys in particular were big. D.C. Davis played a lot of minutes. Um, and just kind of against all odds, you know, I'm not going to say Auburn is a great team by any stretch. I'll Miss 2-0 and against them now. On the season, but Bruce Bruce Perles is a very respected coach. And it, metrically, uh, I think they're like seven. They're like sixteen and, and seven now, sixteen and eight, something like that. I mean, beating them is really good, at least in the eyes of the computer. So big win for Kermit. Uh, and like we were saying before, John, it's kind of like they have a little breathing room now when it comes to that tournament resume. So um, kind of a, a bonus win there. That's that's putting them in a really good position come
1: uh, come March. So this is kind of. This is not really. I don't know if it's a trend, but it happens a fair amount. I go badmouth the team, write them off, and then something sure. good happens. Sure, we'll we'll take it. Never to change. We'll take it. Um, I guess. I guess is uh, is Bruce Pearl Kermit Davis's bitch when it comes to yeah. Coaching? No, I mean
0: this is before the game. Austin Miller was saying. You know, I took Auburn minus eight. I think they need to win more. I said, "Yeah, that that makes sense in theory," but you forget that Kermit Davis he owns Bruce Pearl, and I mean, evidence supplied once again. Uh, Bruce had some. You were watching, right? What what yeah. was that at the end of the game where where Ole Miss had the ball up by three? With about 28 so seconds foul. left, and they yep. didn't foul until there were 12 seconds left. That was that was some really bad coaching right there, and uh, yeah, embarrassing moment for Bruce Pearl. I I watched his post game, and he was he was not as complimentary of Kermit and Ole Miss as he was when they lost in an uh, Oxford. He seemed he seemed more annoyed, but still, he um, you know, I think he knew that that they did not play very well that game. They only had like one player that was doing anything. That was Okiki. Uh, and that's a team full of four and five stars. I mean, I was that was a, that was a good win. Now uh, they got a much easier slate, you would think, with Missouri at home on Saturday, and then uh, another tough road game at South Carolina come Tuesday. But if they if they can keep the streak going, win these next two, you get Georgia back at home, conceivably stretch it to a six game winning streak, and then you get a completely free shot when Tennessee comes to Oxford on uh, February twenty seventh. Um. Yeah, I mean they're in really good shape. I, I think they can. Let's see. Right now, they are sitting at seven and four in the SEC. Um, I think they can afford to go even even nine and nine. They likely get in. I think ten and ten and uh, eight is a lock. Um, and and, and winning three nine, more games, eleven and seven, they can sit
1: there and have a. And have a seating conversation. Oh, yeah. They can easily
0: and eleven and seven with the schedule is is very doable because let's say you you beat Missouri, you're eight and four, lose South Carolina, you're eight and five, beat Georgia, they really just looked hapless uh when they when they played them at Georgia. Uh and you're nine and five, lose Tennessee, nine and six. Uh so you're nine and six going into at Arkansas. You had tough games at Arkansas, but you've already beat them once this year. You know it's at least doable. Kentucky at home, probably a loss, and then at Missouri, and Missouri has been fairly lifeless this year. So uh I, I think and that's that's with a loss at South Carolina factored in. You're sitting at nine and six going into those games. So I think I think ten and se- or, uh, yeah, eleven and seven is very, very possible and, and ten and eight is I'm not ready to say it's the floor yet, but it's ten and eight seems like probably the most likely outcome at this point. And, and I mean, that's, that's good. Uh,
1: so, so let's assume they lose to Tennessee and Kentucky. Of course, yeah. Then you're basically and so, so they're seven, sorry, they're seven and four right now. Yeah. If they lose to sorry, so they lose to Tennessee and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. At six. So if they split South Carolina and Arkansas, they get to eleven and seven, and win the rest. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So if they split those two games, what's what's left they go to what
0: so those are games you get missouri at home on saturday you get georgia at home the saturday after that and then you go to missouri those are three those are three must-win games just because they're they're rpi georgia bombs
1: georgia home and then missouri home and away
0: yes exactly yeah
1: i mean that's and it, let's see missouri
0: that's... right now is uh 88 in the net they're 12 and 11 uh not sure what the sc record is but i'll figure that out
1: i mean that's very
0: doable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean and 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 so I should say uh yeah, a lot of the win was coaching, but Devontae Shuler, he played 37 minutes. And we've talked about when they were so good, when they were beating Mississippi State in Starkville and they were beating Auburn and Oxford. Uh the Schuler was averaging like thirty-five plus minutes, like the most in the SEC. And then he got injured. You can look at his minutes, they dropped off. I think he played the least minutes in that blowout at Alabama. Um his minutes were down against Iowa State. Um he did not play that many minutes against LSU in that loss. And, and Shuler is just a very important part. Uh basically Schuler is the steady force that lets the guys like T- Tyree and Davis uh kind of play their best games and, and uh, I just think if Schuler is is healthier which he seemed pretty healthy last night uh that is that is the key to them at least winning all the games will be favored in in my opinion or most of the games will be favored in um let's see
1: it's interesting I mean this really this kind of run started with they were trailing A&M and Terrence Davis who, who can be all over the place had a key five-minute stretch, got him out of a jam, and here yep. we go.
0: Yep, I mean, he, he he's a spark plug for sure. And then he can also do what he did last night and just have a, a bunch of weird fouls that keep him on the bench the whole game. And like I said, they did it last night against a good team with <laughs> two starters out pretty much the entire game, with Henson out with the flu, and then Terrence Davis with the foul trouble. Um, it was, it was impressive. Naylor gave you big minutes. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see moving forward. If, if guys like Naylor and guys actually earned a little bit more time on the floor because they looked, looked pretty good. At least on the, the, defense was to me the most impressive part of that game. Probably they never really blinked on defense. Auburn didn't get any easy looks. Uh, and that was huge. Was areas four and four in the sec. Um, try to look at their schedule. See who they beat. Um... But yeah, I think, uh, I think it's all right there in front of them. So looking at Missouri so far in the SEC, they uh, lost to Tennessee, lost to South Carolina, lost to Alabama. They beat a and and m only scored 43 points uh, against Missouri. That's something. Uh, lost to Arkansas, lost to LSU, lost to Auburn. They beat Vanderbilt, uh, lost to Tennessee. And again, A&M beat this so they split with A&M and they split with Arkansas and they beat Vanderbilt. So, I mean, I nothing there that really gives you too much pause. Um, are they even four and four? I think that might have been a mistake on that. Whatever I was looking at before. It looks like they only have three wins. So, yeah, I mean, the schedule is fairly soft, not counting, you know, the number one team in the country, number five team in the country. Uh, did you see that LSU knocked off Kentucky and Rupp?
1: Yep, last-minute both I mean, LSU's had a hell of a year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean they're, you, they're scary moving at, forward.
1: If you look at Ole Miss, I mean, they played LSU pretty damn close. Closer than the score was, really, just kind of had a stretch. I mean, they were kind of hanging around, had a stretch. They fell behind and couldn't quite ever get caught up. Yeah, they it, wasn't, it lost, wasn't
0: like the Alabama game,
1: which was a blowout. They really should have beat Florida. Yeah, that, see, they, that's the craziest
0: thing is – they they're they're only they only have one road loss that was a bad loss. The other road loss at Florida really could have been a win. They're really good on the road.
1: I mean, they've played eleven, 11 conference games and have been in a position and been in a, basically in a position. Well, maybe I
0: I'll mean, say LSU and Alabama were solid solid losses, but
1: yeah, But yeah, at Florida I and mean,
0: Mississippi State and Oxford are both winnable games. Uh.
1: And they could, I mean, they could be done in two. LSU, they were at least so competitive. I mean, they had it, they laid it against Alabama. I mean, that's kind yeah. of.
0: Yeah, it was a. It you're you're going to
1: have two eggs in there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, so
0: far, very impressive. Very, very impressive so far. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they're on a path where they can get 11 and 7, maybe 10 and 8 worst case, and they're they're solidly um, solidly
0: in i mean you have two wins over auburn now one over mississippi state one over baylor uh
1: that's enough that's enough
0: and the the net where it's at the the bubble's pretty soft
1: 11 and 7 they're a lock and they haven't i mean sh- shit when was the last time that andy kennedy never went to nashville cleanly in the tournament
0: is that right the marshall yeah because they had to win the tournament to get marshall in they
1: had the whole bubble fall their way to where basically they were in the playing game after they beat Vandy in the semis of Marshall Yeah, and they, and, and I mean they needed like eight things to go their way that day to make that happen. And then the, uh, the Moody year they went, they had, they were the, last four
0: in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Last four in, they had the debacle against South Carolina there at the end. Um, yeah. So really, I mean, it was what Rod. I mean, was it was it Rod Barnes then? But last time they went to the tur- last time they went to the SEC tournament, clearly in the NCAA tournament, could be. 0-2. Um, think about that. That's seventeen years. Yeah, and not, knock on wood, but
0: I just got to take care of business now. And I think the team is, is definitely going to be focused. I mean, they see their goals right in front of them. Um, if they go two and zero this week, they're in amazing shape at that point, uh, that would put him at nine and four, uh, with an easy game against Georgia still left to go. I think, and I already said this, and then uh, two road games, Arkansas and Missouri. So, um, yeah, it, it's been impressive. It's been an impressive season. It's and they, I mean, yeah, they've they have had some some big losses. Iowa State came in and and beat them pretty solidly, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's year one. Yes, he's playing with Andy Kennedy's players, um, for the most part, not counting Buffin and Henson.
1: Iowa State's 17 in the net. I mean, yeah, I mean they're no. solid. It's,
0: it's, it's there's no shame and there's still there's no bad losses. What we talked about last week, and so that'll be the that'll really be the key down the stretch is can you avoid the bad losses? You're not getting left out if you don't have a sub top 50 loss. I mean that's that's crazy. Um, so I, the question moving forward is going to be you know what is Davis's recruiting like? It's going to be super interesting because we know he can coach um you know if he can if he can get some some talent to come play i think uh it's, it's an exciting time for almost basketball um i mean hats i mean i've said it before and i hate saying it but hats off to ross bjork uh and whoever else you want to give credit to i don't know i don't know who, some people want to blame uh chancellor vitter for for firing ak fine whatever but ross bjork is the one by all accounts that hired kermit and uh it's it's an impressive hire
1: Turns out Vitter made the right move, firing him.
0: Yeah, turns out, right? Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Can we rehire Vitter? Can we get him back in here?
1: Oh. <laughs> um,
0: all right, so other stuff going on. Uh, National Signing Day came and went last week right after our episode. Uh, well, it was not a catastrophe. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, John, but they let's just a quick rundown. They uh, they hold on to Jonathan Mingo. They get Ely to sign. Uh, you know, we can talk more about that later. Really doubtful that Ely is going to play, as we've always said. But at the same time, I guess you'd rather have a lottery ticket than not have it. Um, it. It would be a huge impact for baseball and basketball or baseball and football. Excuse me. If for whatever reason he did forego the MLB draft, um, that'll be something to follow over the next few months. Uh, you get a kid, Lakia Henry, who's a top Juco linebacker. You know, it's hard to predict with Juco's how much impact they're going to have right away, but uh, he was at Arkansas lock up until signing day, supposedly. Get him in, uh, and then they get a couple of uh, defensive linemen, Brandon Mack, and uh, who's the other guy? I'm looking here. I'm not sure if he's on this list. Uh, two guys that were thought to be going elsewhere, I believe. Let's see. Brandon Mac was definitely one of them. And the other one would have been, hmm, I forget Ladarius Cox from Nobile. Uh, I know Cox was maybe an Auburn. People were thinking, I don't remember about Mack with a boat from Alabama. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a, basically, like I said earlier, it's not, a, it could have been worse. I'm not going to say it's like a class is going to set the world on fire or anything. Where do they, fi- where do they finish in the two, four, seven composite? Let me look.
1: I mean, they had a decent, they had a pretty good day. I mean, there is part of me that says, you know, says they're they're due to have something positive happen at running back. Maybe maybe Jerry and Ely ends up on campus.
0: It'd be crazy. They finished twenty second
1: in, in the team rankings. So, I mean, they did okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, they still had to get past the pro, uh, a lot of the NCAA stuff with this cycle of kids.
0: I know we did this. Um, we did this not long ago. Do you know the top five? We did this a couple episodes ago. There's
1: that. Um, it's interesting. I think all. I think a lot of the big recruits next year are in Memphis. That'll be kind of the, a probably not good. <laughs> no, well, not good in Memphis. But. Let's say Matt Luke. Let's say they're mediocre on the field, but he has a good. Um, but he goes and gets kids out of Memphis. I mean, it's an opportunity for him to kind of, fr- frankly, if I'm Matt Luke. I'm ha- I'm I'm in many, some ways I'm glad that a lot of the recruits are in Memphis because if he gets them then he can say, Hey, I'm a difference maker when it comes to this. True, Hopefully but I-, I
0: mean we were I was hoping personally a lot of people were that Matt Luke was gonna be the difference maker in this class in Mississippi, hashtag like Mississippi made, you know, and uh not not so much. So we'll see. Maybe maybe you can turn it around with the Memphis recruits. We'll see. We'll see.
1: See. He's gonna build a fence around Memphis like Orgeron wanted. Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: No, so what I was I was trying to get you to guess the top five, John: Alabama, Georgia, Texas. Matt,
1: what is Matt Luke going to? Uh, is is he gonna build a fifty five mile fence around Memphis? <laughs> is that what period. is that what
0: Houston Nuts said? Is that right?
1: No, Ed said Ed Orgeron. To... Got
0: you. Well, speaking of uh, Ed Orgeron, right? Or am I getting the coaches right? The coaches wrong. I, there's rumors that Nix headed back to Oxford. For what? Outside linebackers coach. Okay. Because they fired, uh, they fired Jason, Jason Jones. Jones. Yeah, and uh, they're switching up the the defense, so they're not gonna. I guess maybe Max going coach Sage or something. I'm not sure, but Nix is apparently the leading candidate for uh, for the the coaching position.
1: All right, we can go blitz every day. That sounds cute.
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? Right?
1: Yeah. But did I
0: get that right? Who was he, the defensive coordinator under at Ole Miss? It's not. Under nut. Okay, so I was off. I was off on the coaches. Um Yeah, so there you go. There's there's some more football news for you. Um talk baseball. Yeah, let's talk baseball I I don't really I'm not really in the mood for almost football ever again, but especially not. At this time of the year there's so much going on. We got a NCAA A basketball team, we got a top ten baseball team. Uh, you know, Overwatch League just started back we tonight. That's kind of all
1: a of we're communicating with the people. I mean, what else do you
0: need? Right? Yeah, we're on the the Bjork. Bjork is on the apology tour. How about how about before we get into baseball? How about Ross Bjork once again donning his uh his Twitter boxing gloves? You see him out here calling Bo Bounds a fan. Uh, all this. He's he's out. He's staring up shit. He's out on Twitter trying to get the get the people back on his side. I guess
1: Bjork Bjork's on the campaign trail. Yeah, he really
0: is, and I mean, he's, I mean, kind of smart if you think about it. It's kind of what he has to do, rewind the win, win the fan base back over, and uh, you know, uh, we've Brent, been
1: we've Kermit, been good. I said the Kermit hire, as we said, look is looking yeah. excellent right now. Exactly. Um, Bjork, York needs to go. He, he's earned the right to go have a little parade. To we've be been
0: frank. we've been Bjork haters long before I think it was the popular thing, and now it is a popular thing, and. Begrudgingly happen to give him some credit so maybe he can
1: uh maybe he can keep that momentum going. I mean maybe he ends up actually being competent going forward. I don't know. Eh, I let's mean not get he, ahead he's of always he's always been hard, hard as hell for me to figure. I've always gone back and forth.
0: Yeah, you've always you've always been impressed by the pavilion, which I think is fair.
1: Well, just I mean there's there's a, it's always been with Bjork you could say he screwed up a lot of the NCA stuff or was he just was Ole Miss such such a circus that just get tied in it's always been hard to clearly there hasn't it hasn't been 100% clear where he falls sure. where his hands tied yeah yep. um maybe maybe some of this is him learning how to be a better AD cuz it's the first time he's ever ever been been you know well western kentucky excuse me <laughs> I don't know. I not can not power first time in five ad. All
0: right, whatever. Enough of that. Well, is that? I mean, the the question there becomes: Are we content with our job being a learning experience? You can just learn on the job here. I mean, it seems to be it seems to happen a lot with our coaches and ads. I guess that's that was what Freeze did, right? Oh, should we mention that uh, Hugh Freeze lost twenty seven wins officially through vacation by the NCAA.
1: Stripping a school of wins is the most meaningless form of punishment I can ever think
0: of like it's pretty I'm funny d- I don't know anything about this, but apparently freeze was calling people about it I don't know that's there was rumors of that calling reporters at old miss about the I don't know what he was saying, but I guess he was upset about
1: it that's pretty damn funny he it's, actually took t- it's pretty t-
0: funny it's pretty funny um all right so baseball 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 season starts. Tomorrow or today of listening to this on Friday, little four PM Central first pitch. Uh Wright State is in auction before we talk about uh, the team and all that. Did you see obviously last couple of years Ole Miss has made a, a spectacle out of the students lining up and rushing and grabbing their spots. Um, got a lot of publicity for it this year released, made a video of it. I saw it was on uh, it was on Intentional Talk, MLB Network show. They were giving a lot of love to Old Miss. If you haven't seen that clip uh, go check it out on Ole Miss baseball Twitter account. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. The announcers were definitely impressed by the student section. They showed video of the beer showers and they were just giving a lot of love, uh, to Ole Miss and college baseball. So that was cool to see. Um, so I, I will give the Manning center and, and Ross York and whoever is in charge of baseball marketing some credit for that. Um, doing a good job with that. I think the marketing on Ole Miss baseball in general has, has been pretty good. Um, one of the stronger suits of the Manning Center's, uh, PR strategy. Um, so yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about the team before. Now, um, return a lot of talent, pretty much all the bats, other than uh, Nick Fortes. Um, the pitching is is largely a rebuild, but there's a, there's a few key pieces to build around. That apparently, I mean, it's a Bianco team, right? We know they're gonna have pitchers. Apparently, they have a, a pretty deep staff, nonetheless. Um, you going to start talking about the starting rotation or about the, the defensive lineup, the batting order.
1: So they have a ju There's a juco lefty starting on, on left. Saturday. Yeah. So
0: Etheridge is starting Friday, Zach Phillips, like John said, juco left-hander on Saturday. And then Gunnar Hoagland, true freshman that was drafted in the first round and ended up coming to college. will be starting on Sunday. Uh,
1: so, if he, I think Etheridge could have an Ellis type year. Mm-hmm. And they got a JUCO lefty just like Trent.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Exactly. It's it's, it's
1: interesting. I've told you I'm, I'm 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 becoming bullish on a lot of this stuff. I think they have a really good year.
0: They have a, a roster to have a really good year. I mean, the the thing is, I was looking today at the the D1 rankings. Ole Miss is number ten. Uh, they went. They went freaking forty-eight and seventeen last year, and they had a terrible season in the end. Like that's just it. it kind of make it gives you pause. I'm kind of switching roles with you here. Uh, it's almost like yeah, let's enjoy the regular season, but it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> like until they prove they can't choke. Like, are you rolling
1: or is this your no? I'm. Si- I'm.
0: Si- it's not my take. It's just it's di- it's disheartening when you look at that forty-eight and seventeen and the year is considered a failure because of how hard you choked against Tennessee tech. Like, damn, it doesn't really matter what they did.
1: They had one terrible day.
0: They did. They had a, they had a terrible day. And I think Bianco said in his preseason press conference, we were better than Tennessee tech maybe, but not that day. You weren't, I don't know. Maybe this year they can chill out when it matters. But uh, yeah, I think, I think they should at the very least have a good regular season. They, they have a, a, a team on paper that's ready to win a lot of games.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're capable of going out there and beating anyone. We got to see kind of some more specifics on how pitching is going to play out. And
0: yeah, the pitching's interesting. They have Kraci obviously uh, back as closer. He did pitch for Team USA over the summer, which kind of sucks. Like, let's save those pitchers for something that matters. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if Kraci kind of had a bad season after coming out of nowhere last year and being so good. Uh, and maybe, maybe that'll be more of a trend, but if it was a blip of a season, you know what I mean? That wouldn't be that surprising. Um, then they have some, they have some other depth, uh, just off the top of my head without having the roster in front of me, although I will pull it up because I probably should have that. Uh, they have guys like Doug Nikhazy, I want to say, who's supposedly been really good. Um... Houston Roth, they haven't mentioned yet. He has a non-throwing arm injury, but uh, he's going to be, at least for now, Pennsylvania is the midweek guy. But, you know, he can also eat up some innings in the middle of uh, of the game. There we go. Um, already mentioned Caracy. Mm,
1: go ahead. So where's Jordan Fowler at and all this? He so, okay,
0: so here's the thing. Fowler, after last year, obviously, he was the really good midweek guy he had that great SEC tournament. Apparently he has been off all fall and spring. If you, I don't know if you remember this. I had forgotten. He had a, a like a pretty bad car accident apparently, and I think that kind of set him back some. So hopefully you you hope he can come on at some point uh during the season, but for now at least he's not a factor in the rotation. Um but you know, hopefully he can he can work through whatever he's dealing with there. You got Greer Holston still uh right hander who's who's had some good innings for you uh already mentioned Gunnar hoagland uh the freshman connor green is still there as a as a senior uh right hander looks like obviously yeah Etheridge Fowler Caleb Hill is a lefty uh Zach Phillips the starting lefty so they have a, and doug na I mentioned he's a lefty so they have remember last season they only had two lefties like on the whole team so they have they have a little bit better than that austin miller is back he was pretty good last year. Taylor Broadway, not sure who that is. He is a JUCO right-hander. Uh, Max Giofi has gotten some uh, some some uh, hype, I think, going into the season. I think he did some some shit last season. Colin Coates, Tyler Myers, Logan Savell, Jacob Steinberg. So obviously they, they have lots of pitching. Another lefty, Pierce Smith, uh, and Ray Falk, and then in addition to Caracci and Houston Roth, that we mentioned so be interesting to see how these guys come together. I think Bianco does a good job with pitchers. That that shouldn't be a problem. And then uh I mean on the other on the other side, they have a lot of veteran guys. Um just going through this, uh I think we the order I think will be kessinger leading off probably. You put Olenick in the two hole. Uh the three hole is interesting cuz you have a few guys that could go there. Uh you know, Tyler Keenan, if he's playing like he is last year, could, could be in the three hole, but I think as a sophomore, he will probably be slid down by Bianco. I wonder if they put uh, Thomas Dillard in the three hole. You got Cole Zabowski can hit fourth. Um, you put Keenan somewhere in there, and then you have Chase Cockrell. Uh, Elko is starting out in the outfield. Uh, Cooper Johnson, probably your eight hole hitter. And then I think you put uh, Anthony Servidio in the nine hole as that kind of second leadoff guy. Um, lot of lot of production at least from last year in that in that lineup. And that's not and that's that's what Jacob Adams not playing. Uh, he's kind of your backup second baseman, or he could back up one of the outfield positions. Uh, and then obviously Fitzsimmons has had big success as a pinch hitter. Um, some people want to see him get more regular at bats, so they have some other options beyond that as well. Thoughts? Thoughts? John, you there? Yep.
1: Alright,
0: what do you do? Oh, did you. Do you uh, I just thought I had a little...
1: Sorry.
0: What did you do? Did you doze off?
1: No, I had a hit mute in the thing. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs>
0: sorry. So, okay, what were you. There was no. You didn't say anything. So, what were you trying to say while you were muted? I.
1: Uh. No, it was talking TV. Anyway, what else we got to talk about this week?
0: <laughs> you did nothing else. Nothing else on the baseball front. That's it.
1: No, I just think you know. What do you want me to do? Give a speech that says, uh, "It says uh, it all comes down to June." That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, well,
0: we already know that. And I already did that for you this week. Uh, I don't I, know. Speculate. Is... I know
1: you did that. I mean, I was, I was in shock, I guess, there, that you gave the whole, it doesn't matter till June speech. So.
0: Well, and sometimes these things don't on me. Well, I guess my question is, is, is Keenan going to be able to be as good as a sophomore, as a freshman? That's one of my big concerns. Are guys like Zabowski, he Dillard, Kessinger? Um,
1: good. I think, so Keenan, that does concern me with Keenan. But he... Um, I think there's going to be enough protection in the lineup to where he's not. Well, they'll have some coverage for him. Yeah, I hope so. Now, I hope he's there. I mean, Diller. I think you would think Diller Kessinger are there. This is their third year.
0: Yeah, Zabalski. Can he? Can he be better than ever? I mean, he's been good, but and then Olenek. I mean, Olenek obviously had that insane hot streak of just getting on base last year. What does his season look like? I don't he's... know.
1: It feels like Olenek's been there like six years.
0: I know he's a senior now. Uh, he'll be he'll be batting up early in the lineup for sure. Another another question, something interesting I found in the preseason was uh, Dillard talked a lot about how he's been uh, taking reps at catcher. So you, you kind of think that Thomas Dillard is the stick for Cooper. If Cooper Johnson just can't get it done at the plate, uh, there's always the chance that you you put. Thomas Dillard behind there maybe and get another bat out in the outfield. So that's kind of something that to watch the Cooper Johnson so offensive production,
1: So we're going to have catcher gate this year. That'll be pretty, I don't know.
0: I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it'll be interesting. There's a, I don't really know anything about Wright state. Um, I think they're fine for a non-conference team. Uh, I think they're probably good in their league. So we'll find out. Not sure about the weather this weekend either. I've heard rumblings there could be a doubleheader on Saturday. I don't know. We'll find out. It's pretty mild uh, down these ways right now. So
1: I don't know. how warm is it down there? Let's see. Do you want a doubleheader Saturday or not from a um uh from a right field standpoint? Let me look. Take a look.
0: Let's look at the weather here. Um, looks like some rain tomorrow potentially. Uh oh yeah, so the game's supposed to start at 4, but at 4 there's a 70% chance of rain going up to 85-70 and then down later in the night. So I don't maybe maybe they'll play and uh, 53 and
1: cloudy, not great. North maybe, wind. but
0: they might end up playing the Friday and Saturday game on Saturday. Uh and there's rain on Sunday too, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with the weather this weekend. So we'll see something to follow in the next 24 hours or so um but they'll i'm sure they'll they'll those they could at the very least get two games in on saturday it looks like there's not going to be rain on saturday so um we'll see there uh yeah and i don't know a ton about the schedule um i don't know who the big non-conference are they playing east carolina again and, and Goblin's team?
1: They're playing Louisville at some point, but I could be wrong there. They played Mid- last year,
0: so they next weekend they they go at Tulane. Uh oh, Long Beach State in Oxford. That's a big. That's a that's a nice series. Uh, yep. March first, second, and third. They have a midweek game against East Carolina in Oxford. East Carolina is ranked number eleventh. They get UAB in okay. Oxford, and then yeah, they're doing that Tuesday Wednesday series at Louisville again. Uh, March twelfth and thirteenth right before you start SEC play. So uh yeah, yeah some actually so actually a pretty good pretty good non-conference slate there with three League. games against Long Beach, one game against East Carolina, two games against Louisville. Uh that should be fun. Um let's see Louisville games are on ACC. I mean, they're after.
1: they're positioned for a national seed type non-con here.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah. I don't know what Tulane is like, but yeah. Um yeah, so there you go.
0: That's your There's your baseball preview. We'll know more uh, after this weekend and get get some eyes on them, hopefully. Hopefully we won't get any weather issues.
1: Thank you, Key. I mean, frankly, I'm curious to see what this team does in the back half of the season as opposed to the front half and all of that. Sure. It'll be... You know, can they get hot at the right time? That'll mm-hmm.
0: be... Yeah, which has been their problem uh, yeah. up, up to now. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that's... Uh, that's all I that's all I had. I'm trying to think if anything else has been going on. You've been you've been watching some uh some American Association Football League or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah. Hey, you can hit the quarterback in that league. I don't care how mediocre the okay. talent is. Okay. I mean they might have Christian Hackenberger, but you can hit the quarterback. So yeah. I
0: haven't I haven't got a chance yet. Who's your who's your favorite team thus far?
1: We gotta root for the Memphis Express. Memphis Express. Memphis so is this
0: the league where they're limited geographically on where you went to college, who they can recruit to their team or whatever.
1: Is that that part of this? That might be the XFL.
0: There's there's one of the leagues where if you went to X colleges, you have to play on this team or this set of teams. I'll look into it. I I remember reading this rule.
1: That might be this league. I don't know. Trent Richardson was a starting running back for the Birmingham Iron. Oh, beautiful.
0: Birmingham Iron. Yeah, that's great. Did you see uh, just – as we're, as we're miscellaneous topic wrapping up the show here, did you see that there was a city councilman in Birmingham that had been secretly working on a plan to convince the Raiders to play there this season uh, at Legion Field?
1: If the Raiders played
0: at Legion Field, that would be the funniest shit. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be incredible. Uh, so hope for, hope for that. Uh, definitely something to, to cheer for um yeah i don't know i mean
1: what random city do i want the raiders to play in as a troll that birmingham is is up there it's up there yeah
0: maybe uh like the alamo dome isn't that? that's uh
1: would actually not be bad
0: yeah okay um let's see what else maybe uh like omaha nebraska or, I mean, St. Louis. St. Louis would love to have them. St. Louis, you can—that'd can,
1: be really damn funny if they played. You nice could just
0: tell when you, I went to St. Louis not too long ago, and you can just tell they're still super bitter about about the Rams leaving, especially since the Rams are good now.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So go, you go to St. Louis. St. Louis is a great city. Um, all right. Well, you got anything else you want to talk about this week, John?
1: Oh, I'm good to go
0: alright well uh, yeah guys um, you know the deal if you listen to the show uh, we appreciate it you can always give us a 5 star review on iTunes you can check out our website landstrikesafterdark.com check us out on armchairallamericans.com uh, drop us an email landstrikesafterdark at gmail.com if you got a question we can answer on the show it's something you think we should talk about uh, that'd be great um, yeah that's about it uh, for now For John, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll talk to you again next week.